Hey guys, it's Antiquated Ideas. Um, today, I wanted to talk about <clears throat> just some thoughts that I had. Uh, you know, I know it's it's been a while since I did the last podcast, and I say that every time. But recently, I've just been very busy with work. Um, I've been very busy with my music as well. So, I've been trying to uh, motivate myself to go ahead and, you know, actually release music. Since I, I create it all the time... But it's rare that I release it, unfortunately. Um, But anyway, so what I I was thinking about today are ways that you can stand up, you know, in an everyday life. Ways that you could, I don't want to say revolt, because it's not quite revolting, but but it is being, you know anti-establishment if you want to call it that and by anti-establishment i don't necessarily mean anti-government i mean anti-established system anti-established culture anti-established society anti-established ways of doing things you know shit um here's a good one all right here here's a one that appalls me every time that i hear about it right and it's that I cook dinner pretty much every every night, right? Either me or my girlfriend anyway. Uh, sorry, either my girlfriend or I, my bad. Got to be grammatically accurate, you know what I'm saying. Anyway, no you don't. Stand up. But I find it interesting that we cook dinner just about every night. There are nights in which it's, you know, just a snack night or a... Uh, we might order pizza or wings or something. That doesn't happen very often. And it's honestly for the better because we save a lot of money that way. And also we save our health that way. But that's this is one of the first things I want to talk about. One of the first things um, that you can do. If, if you really want to... Um, sorry, I, I've kind of... I lost my train of thought for a second. If you really want to to uh, stand up, you know, and do something, all right. I really do advocate for for doing things in your everyday life. Think because those are the things that are really going to make a difference. You know, obviously, yes, um, that one major event is going to make a difference. But anyway, I digress. I'm, I'm getting off topic here. So what I wanted to talk about was and the first example I was giving you is that I, I really do find it. Um, just downright surprising, you know, that, that we cook dinner almost every night, but so many people, uh, my age, you know, being, um, we'll, we'll say 18 to 30. Okay. That so many people in that age range don't cook dinner. A lot of them just don't even know how to cook, which is something that I find very strange because, you know, um, my father and my mother both, they, they somewhat taught me how to cook. Uh, they, they definitely taught me how to cook basic things, you know, like you always learn how to cook toast or make pasta or, you know, something simple like that. And, you know, throw a fucking hot dog on a pan and, or throw it in the microwave, whatever. So you learn simple things like that. A lot of what you learn also is, is just from watching your parents do it. You know, you don't really think about it. Uh, you just one day you go to do it and you find out, oh shit, I know how to do this. Um, But what's interesting to me is that 
a lot of people like they don't know that anymore they they don't just look at things and they they're not observant they don't know and i don't know if that's you know growing up with the internet which by the way i did grow up with the internet um now of course i was restricted to some degree on how much i could use the internet and so on and so forth um that's a whole story for another day um and i do think it was very beneficial I don't think people should use the internet up until a certain age unless it's required for school. But it it just surprises me that so many people either don't know how to cook or just don't cook at all. Because, um, you know, you have to imagine how much money are you wasting by, by ordering food all the time or um, by stocking, you know, your refrigerator and realistically your freezer with microwavable meals, okay? Not only are you wasting money, but you are giving that money to the establishment. You are becoming a consumer, the very definition of a consumer and the exact type of consumer that they are looking for. They want you to rely on this system, right? They want you to not know how to cook. And by cooking your own meals, Okay, simply learning how to cook, how to prepare your own food, you are beating that system. Why? Because one, you're not that much of a consumer anymore. Yes, you might still be reliant on, on going to the store to get fresh food, but at the very least, you know what to do with that fresh food, right? You, you're not relying on a meal that you have to stick in a microwave or you have to stick in the oven in, in, in order to be able to eat it. Okay, so that's one. Um, two is is that no longer are you giving in, and this, this sort of, I guess, falls into number one. But no longer are you giving in to uh, those like big corporations that you know that want to feed you just trash and, and chemicals and microplastics. Um, you're actually supporting. Uh, especially if you go to a butcher. I, I can't tell you how much I advocate going to a butcher and how much I regret that I don't get to do it that often. Uh, unfortunately, here the butcher closes at 4. Usually I get off of work at 4.30 or 5, um, and they're not open on the weekends. So kind of sucks, but, you know, I respect it anyway. Um, but if you can, you know, you, you buy from a, a butcher or you buy... Grocery stores down here, what they do is they have locally made meat or grown meat, not made. You really hope it's not made. Um, the cuts are made, though. They're prepared. And so by by getting rid of, like, those, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't uh, – frozen fish, I guess, is a good one, or frozen whatever the hell, uh, hamburger patties. Yeah, by getting rid of that, you know, then – you're, you're supporting a local industry, an industry that's, that's actually going to benefit you. And uh, I completely fucking forgot. Oh, the third one. Um, sorry, man. I'm, I'm kind of all over the place tonight. Uh, it's, a little, it's kind of late for me, you know, 11 o'clock right now, and I've got work tomorrow. Um, so I, I've had a lot of other stuff on my mind. I'm kind of head empty right now. But no worries, because I'm coming at you with some good information right from the heart and not from the head. Um, I mean, unless you want some head. No, I'm kidding. Joke, please. Uh, anyway, number three is your health. And I think this is really is the major one here. 
um, you're going to be so much healthier cooking for yourself. You know, it can be the most fucking bland meal ever. You know, you want to go ahead and cook chicken and the only seasoning you use is salt and pepper. By all means, do it because you are going to be 10 times healthier than, you know, the most delicious, juicy looking microwavable you know, chicken parmesan and Indian sauce and, you know, whatever. Yeah, that might be cool. It might taste great, okay? And it does. It does taste great. It, it tastes especially great when you make it yourself. It tastes a hundred times better, and I can guarantee you that. Um, you know, don't just like things that say, oh, just like mom made, you know, or mom's recipe. No, you want mom's recipe, fucking make it yourself. But anyway, um... The, the amount of chemicals and preservatives that go into this food is just insane. I mean, you, you flip over one of these packages and you read the list, uh, just the list of shit that's in them. And you will probably be surprised at, at how many chemicals uh, they, can, they can shove into foods like this. Um, so go ahead and, you know, do yourself a favor and start cutting those meals out. You know, stand up, right? This is, I'm telling you, this is a great way that you can stand up against an establishment because you're becoming less reliant on them and more reliant on yourself. And that's really, that's the whole message that I want to spread today is to become self-reliant. You know, becoming self-reliant, it, it achieves a purpose and it achieves a far more impactful purpose than sitting on the internet and telling somebody your political ideas, quite possibly like I am doing right now. How meta is that? But anyway, um, another one, okay? Another, just the last one on the food thing, I know I've already talked about it for like fucking seven minutes now, um, is plastics themselves. And uh, that's one, that's going to be a big one. It's really, it's a hard one to avoid. Um, but... You know, a lot of times if you are buying fresh food, especially, especially if you buy it from a butcher or you buy it from a farmer, you know, uh, a lot of times you can see the farmers will, especially down here because people, you know, they're growing food um, all all times of the year because uh, you can grow it all, all times, all around. Um, but if you buy, you know, fresh food, a lot of times it's going to have less packaging than the pre-manufactured food um, that, you know, microwave, freezer, whatever. Um, those, they typically have a lot of plastic involved, especially, you know, I see those dumbass, like, it's got, like, a plastic, uh, like, base, you know, and then it's got that, like, shrink wrap plastic over the top. I, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. They always sit in, like, that black plastic tray, uh, and then they've got, like, a little paper covering that goes over it oh wow and then they say they're sustainable because of the paper um <clears throat> by the way that's something else to look out for uh they will trick you they really will trick you um you'll see a lot of times right like say uh soap is a good one you can see a soap bottle that says it's sustainably made okay i mean it's uh it's cardboard or something i mean you know whatever it's uh it's wood fucking whatever it is um a lot of times these ones, it's literally just a cover. Like, what they do, and you have to think, right? This, 
they are charging you more for this, but it also costs them more to do this to purposely to trick you. I mean, it's like a fuck you. But what they'll do is they have that quote unquote sustainable packaging on the outside of the product. If you were to cut into that, a lot of times what you'll see is that there's actually a plastic container inside and that's just downright devious in my opinion, but that's something to look out for. So anyway, yeah, I mean, you know, buy fresh food, you're cutting down on packaging. Everyone knows, you know, everyone wants to be doing better for the environment. And the way that you do better for the environment is the same thing. You do it on your own, you become self-reliant, you know, the less demand there is for consumer grade bullshit, then the less that they will actually make it. And the more there will be a focus on things that are going to be long lasting, right? I mean, look at cars today, right? Not, not to digress, not to go on the whole thing like I always do, but look at cars today, right? Cause you know, I love cars and, uh, cars today, man, they're made out of the cheapest fucking metal on earth and plastic. I mean, like, like plastic bumpers, uh, fucking plastic fenders, everything in the interior is plastic, but they don't even do it right. See, the one thing that I liked, okay, the BMW i3, electric car, or is that a hybrid car? Hybrid car. Mostly electric, hybrid, though. Um, BMW did the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen a, a car manufacturer do, and that is they took recycled plastics and made the dashboard out of it, and they took recycled fibers um you know i think what they did is they got like recycled carpet material and and uh recycled clothes and things like that in order to you know mix that with the plastic and actually make your whole interior like make your seats make the steering wheel you know everything like that was as much recycled material as possible and obviously that's going to be expensive the bmw bmw alone is expensive the i3 was pretty damn expensive however car is pretty fucking quick i'm not gonna lie um short anecdote here i was going home one night i have a wrx maybe 250 260 horsepower and uh it's, it's light it's got no back seats um and uh this dude he flew up past me and we got stopped at the red light and he was in the bmw i3 and you know i revved the motor and he kind of looks at me and he like pretends to rev it like a motorcycle light turns green and he just fucking shoots away i was like whoa that was crazy. Anyway, here's another thing, okay? Anytime that you get into a, a discussion with people, right? People are trying to tell you to do something that, that you don't want to do, all right? Especially if it's something that you're fundamentally against. It is imperative that you stand up for yourself, that you say something if you see something. You don't know how many times bad things happen to people or bad things will even happen to you because you aren't standing up for yourself because you aren't saying something when you could be saying something all right sorry about that if you heard like a weird cut or anything i got a phone call uh, that i had to take so anyway uh, what was i saying uh stand up for yourself right <clears throat> and nobody is going to know your beliefs nobody is going to know what you want unless you say it and that was something really that that i kind of had to learn as a kid you know and i'm glad that i did learn it um because when you just sit there you know you, you can't expect people to know what you want you can't expect people to look out for what's right 
to look out for your needs. They're not going to do that. No, they will walk all over you if, if they're given the chance. So you have to look out for yourself. And you have to look out for other people too. Because if they'll walk over you, yeah, they're going to walk over somebody else. So it's important that you you know, you know, stand up and you do something. And that's another way to fight back at the system. Because this system right now, they don't want you to... to speak for yourself i mean they don't want you to be able to say things and i mean that completely you know wholeheartedly seriously that they don't want free speech to exist and as sad as that is it's a reality but reality is often not easy to handle and i think that's a big one you know once it it really it should piss everyone off with the way that freedom of speech is being taken away but it's something that i've talked about a lot so i'm not going to reiterate it if you want to listen to it you can it's another podcast um but you know that's another thing is it's just that's self-reliance is looking out for yourself in that way just simply by standing up and saying something you know if people are talking about something also this is another one this is another good one if you really want to make a difference Here's a good one. And don't be an asshole about it either. I, I hate that I have to preface this with that. But there are a lot of people who go out there and uh, they think they're saying the right thing. But really they're just being inconsiderate. Even if they are right, okay, you know, they they often end up being just rude and inconsiderate towards other people. Just because you have a firm belief in something doesn't mean that you need to degrade somebody else for their beliefs. You know, I mean, to, to that person, what they believe could be, you know, they, sorry, I got all jumbled up. To that person, they could believe that what they think is right. You know, that that's their moral high ground, really. Um, that's their line in the sand. And so you do have to respect that in a way. But what I wanted to say is that another way to, uh, you know, be anti-establishment here is to inform other people of your beliefs and try and do it factually, try and do it nicely, you know, give them anecdotes like, like I talk to you guys, you know, give them a story, give them things to believe in. And then hopefully, you know, they'll, they'll change their mind and people will only change their mind if they see that you're being polite to them and you're being respectful. You can't just come into an argument and say, fuck you, you're wrong. You know, nobody's going to listen to that. It's okay to disagree with somebody and it's okay to have a discussion about something, but don't be a dick really. But if you, you know, if you really want to make a change, that's a huge way to do it is to actually get out there and talk to people. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to go on a, a you know, a four hour long argument. You know, you, you pick your battles, but if you want to join into a discussion, say a few things, you know, maybe not review or uh, reveal the full extent of your beliefs to people, then that's fine. But say something. I mean, it, it goes along with the last thing I was saying is that you just say something to people. Shit, maybe uh, it's at work, right? Your coworkers are are talking about some law or something. Uh, let's say that they're talking about, here's a good one that, that we all know and love, how the government will constantly go after gun rights, okay? And let's say your coworkers, um, let's say they're kind of on the fence, like they believe in gun rights, but they 
You know, they're like, oh, well, I don't know. After this last thing happened, I'm not too sure. Well, then, yeah, go ahead, step in there, you know, explain it to them. You don't have to give them the whole fucking autistic rundown about it, but explain it to them and, you know, let them talk, let them think about it. And that leads me into uh, another point of mine, okay, is that if you, a huge way to be anti establishment is to think. And that's not something that comes naturally to a lot of people, unfortunately. It's just thinking, right? Uh, I, I don't know why, uh, but I do know why to some degree is that we've actually been taught not to think. And that's, that's a form of revolution right there is to break that mold of constantly looking to a, you know, quote unquote superior or constantly looking to a, um, like an official source for your information. No, you don't need to do that. There are a lot of things that you can figure out perfectly well just by thinking about it, by using your own experience, okay, or using other people's experience, right? That's a, that's a good one. You listen to old people, they have a lot of wisdom. They might tell you a lot of bullshit because a lot of old people are angry, um, you know, especially it seems like, well, I, I don't want to get into that. That's a, that's a whole other thing. But you should respect people older than you because they do have wisdom, whether you want to hear it or not. Um, and even though they may be jaded, a lot of people are. So anyway, you take that, that wisdom, you know, and you can learn a lot of things. You can figure out a lot of things. And it creates confidence as well. And there is nothing more dangerous than somebody who thinks for themselves and has confidence about it. There's nothing more dangerous to an establishment than that. Because if you think for yourself, you're no longer relying on the official information source, you know, to give you your news or to give you your explanations and, and to uh, explain away anything that they might possibly want to hide from you. And when you have confidence paired with that, that is another way. You know, this, this goes hand in hand with what I was just talking about, about telling your opinions to people um, and trying to gradually change them is that with that confidence, you know, people will believe in you if you believe in yourself. Um, there is this uh, Mac V SOG guy, right? I can't remember his name, but um, Medal of Honor recipient, Vietnam. And uh, one of the things that he said was, share your fears with yourself and your courage with everyone else. And that's something I really believe in because, you know, you, you share that with other people, they're you will inspire them to do things that they did not think they could do. And I don't want to reiterate what I'm saying too many times, um, but sometimes, I don't know, I'm kind of having a hard time articulating tonight. Uh, so I hope you I know, I hope you guys are bearing with me about this because um, I'm kind of just rambling. But to be honest, I think that the best thoughts come when you ramble, especially when you talk things out. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, you know, break that mold of being taught not to think, go ahead and, and do research. I mean, shit, do research on things that, that you, you know, have been taught is taboo. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter because there's a difference between learning and doing. So you can learn about something that is even inherently bad, right? I mean, you you learn about it to become aware 
and uh, being aware, right? Like communism is a good one because I wouldn't say necessarily that communism is inherently bad. I think it is a flawed system that does not work similar to absolute capitalism. However, you learn about it and you become aware of it, okay? And you see the signs of it happening. Same thing with authoritarianism. You become aware of it and you see the signs of it happening. You know, they're like warning signs, like red flags that go off when certain things happen. And you only know about this because you've looked into something that a lot of people tell you you shouldn't look into. That's how you stay ahead of it. And that's how you warn other people. And that's how you teach other people. I mean, there are a million ways. Uh, another big one that I want to bring up is getting off the internet. Okay? I mean... This one, I think, it, it goes without saying, and I'm sure you've heard it advocated for a lot. But seriously, just, just take a break every now and then. I mean, don't... It's like... I would say it's comparable to what I've heard about people with pornography addictions. Because I've helped a few people kind of, you know, try and break that. And that's why I'm on the internet. It's because, you know, I want to help people get better, help them break these habits. And uh, so I will give you an example, right, is, is I realize, right, and this happens sometimes with addiction, um, where you feel compelled to do something. You don't necessarily want to do it. You, you have no want to do it. But that's your brain, you know, that's, that's your... Um, your habit kicking in because you formed one at this point where your body kind of expects something to happen. You don't have to do it. That's self-control. But now your reward center might end up being depressed if it doesn't happen. Well, I think the internet functions very similarly, right? You know, you, you're busy doing whatever and then all of a sudden, oh man, I got to check Snapchat. I got to see uh, somebody messaged me. Even if they haven't, even if you don't necessarily even want to talk to somebody, if you don't want to look at your phone, you do it nonetheless because it's become a habit for you. And that's something that you've, you've got to learn how to stop, you know. And there are just so many things about, you know, staring at blue light that ruins your eyes. It, it, it makes you depressed. I mean, it literally gives you a more gray, you know, darker worldview just simply by staring at the internet and becoming absolved in this, um, this artificial landscape that exists online. And it's also good to get off because you learn how to deal with people. I mean, there, there are so many kids, and I will say they're kids, even if they are not age-wise kids, mentally they are. Um, and I deal with them all the time. They could be younger than me or they could be older than me. But a lot of them are still kids because of the internet. Because they don't know how to talk to people. When they see somebody in real life, they don't know how to make eye contact. They don't know how to speak to somebody. They don't understand that, you know, if they don't have anything to say, that they don't need to just ramble off about random things. Keep adding words. And, you know, it's like diarrhea of the mouth to some degree. And I'm guilty of talking too much every now and then. But I talk too much because I'm passionate. You know, I talk too much because I have things that I want to say, not because I feel that there is a need to say something. And I think that's a difference. It's something, it's a difference that needs to be distinguished. So, get off the internet. I mean, just get outside, get, you know, work out, do anything, get a hobby, 
Uh, I mean, I make music all the time. That's that's my hobby, and it's a good one. It's it relieves stress, it relieves emotions. You know, it expresses emotions. It gives me something physical to do. It gives me something to look forward to, and at the end, it gives me a project that when I've completed it, it gives me you know that sense of accomplishment, and that's a big one for getting off the internet is find something that gives you a sense of accomplishment because a lot of people they get that reward that accomplishment feeling from you know getting likes on instagram or or getting messages from somebody you know things like that it's all fine and dandy to have people to talk to online especially you know there it's become a tool to be able to talk to people to find people with interests that are the same as you you know i mean there are so many countercultures these days that you can't even keep track of them really but it's important that you get that sense of achievement from something real because that it's sustainable you know being on the internet it's not sustainable in in the long term it's going to kill you you know whether it it not be physically but mentally it will kill you it will wear you out you know you will become a shell of your former self You'll become a husk of a person sitting there, you know, soulless and dead-eyed, staring at a screen and wondering why you're alone. That's what happens to people who spend their whole life online. So, shit, get out. Fucking carve a spoon out of a stick. You know what I mean? Just do something. But, anyway, those, I feel like, I don't know, I covered, what, four or five, six, something like that. I don't know how to count. Um... I don't really want to go past a a half-hour-long podcast here. I know you guys um, probably have ADHD brains like me, where unless you're doing something else, it's it's kind of hard to focus on one. Or maybe you just get bored of it after a while. Uh, You get bored of listening to me and my incessant rambling. So... I'm going to try and cut it here, but I wanted to give you guys, you know, some just some things that you can do to kind of break those molds. I mean, shit... They want you to take a fucking test online. You know what? Write it out by hand. That's what I loved doing in school. I loved writing essays by hand. Fucking hated having to write an essay online. I don't want to sit there and type it out. I like the feeling, the connection to my words of physically writing out all the characters myself. And, you know, when I say it, I physically, you know, I write out those letters in the air just like I, I would write them on the paper. You know, I mean, digital art. Sure, there are a lot of digital art uh, subsections. I don't, I don't know what you call it. There are a lot of different types of digital art uh, to get into, and they're not all bad. But I still think that nothing beats the feeling of creating art in person in real life. Read a fucking book. Read a paper book, and not a PDF online. Shit. If there is a book that you cannot get, all right. Here, here's one. Here's my, uh, here's my last one. Okay, uh, for tonight. How to be more self-reliant. Download books as PDFs. Don't buy them. Download them as PDFs, and print them out. Because, you print it out. You can make copies, right? So if a book ever ends up getting banned, you physically have it. You know, it doesn't matter that the book is banned because now you can make copies after copy after copy of the PDF that you printed. Don't try and read the PDF on your phone, okay? Just print it off and then read it that way. It might look a little silly, but I guarantee you that, you know, just put it in a binder or something and there you go, you're all good. 
that's a good one. That's that's a, a good way to be anti-establishment there, you know, to, to fight back, fight the man. Because you're reading it, you're reading a paper book without having to pay for it. Because a lot of times, you know, books, they can be expensive. Um, buying used books is good and cool. I love the smell of old books. But if you don't have the money to spare, just print it. I mean, really, the PDF's free. And once again, you know, if ever it were to get banned, then you have a physical copy. Anyway, though, um, really, that's all I wanted to say. Uh, so, again, you should know how to reach me. Um, if you don't and you want to uh, reach out to me, my Instagram is band.vestaplata, which is W-E-S-T-E-R. P-L-A-T-T-E, and that's on Instagram. Uh, also, check out my music while you're there, because that's cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you have any ideas, any suggestions, please feel free to reach out. I I really should get back into uh, talking about these things more often. So thank you for listening. <laughs>